Today on CityCast Chicago, right before the end of the year, Mayor Lightfoot is making promises about how she's going to help fix two of the most pressing issues facing the city, the Omicron surge and an uptick in violent crimes. But is she offering any new solutions that will have real impact in 2022? We break it down with Block Club Chicago editor Kelly Bauer. It's Wednesday, December 22nd. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is City Cash Chicago. We are announcing that beginning on January 3rd, you must show proof that you are fully vaccinated to enter bars, restaurants, fitness centers, and entertainment and recreational venues where food or drink are served. So we've been obviously in the pandemic for quite some time. We've seen the ebb and flows of slowly opening things back up, slowly closing things back down. But but am I correct? This is the first time that this particular um, like vaccine mandate has been put into place. Why did it take so long? That's one of the questions that we had. Um, why are we waiting until we're already in the middle of a surge for this? Um, mm-hmm. Los Angeles, New York, those places have all had measures like this for weeks, if not months. And Mayor Lightfoot said that they were waiting on the data, that they're now at a point where they think that this is something that we need to do. But before, they didn't want to risk damaging businesses as they're still recovering. Was there a sense of a deadline or were these put in place for four weeks, six weeks, a couple of months? Do we know uh, what that is right now? So right now we don't have a deadline. A lot of it is just going to depend on what happens with this Omicron surge, that it just depends on when we start to come down and when the risk is lower for COVID-19. We've been talking a lot about the current surge that the state and city are going through. Do you have what those concrete, like the most updated numbers are for where Chicago is in this ongoing wave of COVID-19? We're averaging 1,776 new cases per day, which is a major increase in the past few weeks. And we're also seeing 10 Chicagoans dying every day from COVID-19 on average. Everything overall is just up and it's up in a big way the past few weeks. Are there other options for people who aren't vaccinated? Like, can they get negative tests to go inside of a a restaurant and sit down to eat? Not right now. When it comes to patrons, you do have to be fully vaccinated. Somebody who is fully vaccinated, if they have their card or have their digital proof, does their life change at all come January 3rd? No, not really. Um, Officials said that they do just want to make this a pretty seamless process that you'll just show your card or you can show a photo of it or some other immunization record and you're good to go. Um, But they said that they do want to make it inconvenient on purpose for people who aren't vaccinated. So those are the ones who are going to see the big changes. Once January 3rd happens, if, if, you know, businesses are having a hard time, like who does that blame fall on? Is it is it businesses or people without vax cards? Definitely today, officials were trying to kind of shift that blame onto people who aren't vaccinated. They were saying, you know, the way that this ends is by people getting their shots and protecting themselves and the rest of us. So there's a big kind of effort to make this into a vaccinated versus unvaccinated issue. The unvaccinated are affecting the health, well-being and livelihoods of all the rest of us. So to control the spread, we have to limit the risk. I think outreach needs to be done to help them. Um, Vaccines are widely available, but at this point, it's just a matter of connecting with people, hearing out their concerns and trying to answer questions they have. 
Has the city talked about how they plan on enforcing these mitigation measures? This isn't going to kick in until January 3rd, even though we're already seeing major upticks. So people are asking, why are we waiting? Mm -hmm. Mayor Lightfoot's response was that she wants to give businesses time so that they can comply with this, that they can get ready, they can post signs, they can come up with a game plan. But when it comes to enforcement, a lot of this is going to be on the businesses. The city is saying that they need to come up with their own plan for enforcing this, and they need to make sure employees are checking patrons' vaccination cards. But the city's business department will be sending out investigators who are going to check if businesses are doing this. And if they're not, those businesses could get warned. They could even get shut down if they continue not to do it. How have businesses or or individuals uh, been fined or or faced consequences um, in the implementation of the mask mandate? Like, have we been doing a good job in in seeing compliance or are business struggling with enforcing just those type of mandates to this point? Yeah, that's one of those things, even just on a personal level, when I'm walking around my neighborhood, I see so many businesses doing different things. The city's business department is still inspecting businesses that it gets reports about. It does, you know, issue warnings and fines to businesses that violate the mask mandate. But it feels like it is just a little bit all over the place because there are so many businesses and they are just kind of enforcing it depending on how they feel. The mayor also said that this applies to private events. If I heard correctly, she says weddings, uh, private holiday gatherings. You know, I, I don't know if the city did a good job of managing private gatherings at any point over the last two years, you know, so does anything change? Like, is that still a a good faith type of mandate? That is one of those areas where it's just so difficult for them to actually enforce. There are just so many private events. And even I've gotten messages from tons of Chicagoans who held off on their weddings, but they reached a point where they were like, you know what, I'm just doing it now. I don't care about like the vaccination status, the testing, all of that. So the city said that it will enforce it at those private events. But I think that there are just so many that it's going to prove difficult to actually do it on a case-by-case basis. We might see some people get in trouble, but I don't know if it'll be widespread issues. Two weeks ago, things looked completely different. And so sometimes it feels like we're kind of falling behind on some of these measures. Uh, is, Is there any talk of maybe just sort of shutting things back down and hunkering back down again? Or is everything still slow and steady? I don't think that there's been talk right now about shutting things down. I know that Mayor Lightfoot has said she wants to avoid that. Dr. Arwady has said she wants to avoid that. Even today, President Biden had a big speech where he was talking about COVID nationally, and he said that he wants to avoid those big, massive shutdowns. But this certainly is a sore spot for a lot of Chicagoans. We've seen, um, you know, even Black Club's own readers have been writing in to ask, why haven't we done more mitigation measures? Cases, hospitalizations, and deaths have been going up for weeks, and it's just now we're seeing a huge surge. So I think that is frustrating for a lot of people to think, why are we waiting this long? Why aren't we being more preventative? We'll be right back. Keeping you safe is my priority. Not one of, but the first and primary priority. I wake every morning with this as my first concern and I push myself every day and all involved to step up and do more and better 
because we cannot continue to endure the level of violence that we are now experiencing. Kelly, what exactly is the mayor looking for from the federal government while, you know, also having a police budget of of almost $2 billion? So one of the things she called for is for the ATF to send more agents to Chicago to help with illegal gun investigations and cases. Um, This is something that the agency has helped with in the past, but now she's just asking for more agents for the next six months. And she's also asking for more federal prosecutors to come to Chicago so that then they can prosecute those cases. And again, this is something that the city's done in the past. Periodically, they send more agents, things like that. So it's not really that groundbreaking a strategy. Is that just a a way of trying to appease people to say, like, I'm trying to do as much as I can? Because like you said, this strategy is trotted out every single speech. You can say you're doing something about the crime because you're asking these agents to come in. And then it's kind of on the federal government, whether they do said agents or how effective those agents are. You know, it kind of takes the onus off of Chicago and its authorities to really deal with Chicago's crime if you're saying like, oh, This group is going to help us with this. We need this group to do this. And it definitely did create this interesting dichotomy that we're looking at these solutions that, like you said, have been trotted out before. But Mayor Lightfoot did talk about how we need some long-term fixes, and that's going to come from investments. One thing you said earlier was you were talking about this onus in, in Chicago, kind of trying to put some of that on the federal government. But another place she put it was was on the Cook County electronic monitor system um, in, in the state's attorney's office. This was how Lightfoot began her discussion on electronic monitoring for people facing charges. I know no one believes that our communities are safer if murderers Attempted murderers, rapists, carjackers are placed on electronic monitoring or EM and are essentially free to go about their business after they are charged. What problems does the mayor see with Cook County's EM system? She said that she doesn't think there's adequate supervision and that that can lead to those people reoffending while they are out. Uh, Notably, this has been something that she's kind of talked about all year. You know, she's repeatedly pointed at the justice system without really providing evidence that it's accurate and said that people aren't being given high enough bail, aren't being being kept without bail when they should be. And she said that that's contributed with Chicago's problem with crime. The public defender's office pushed back against that yesterday. And just, you know, several studies have shown that that's not really accurate and that it's not a major driver of crime, at least in Chicago. And for somebody who uses the phrase data-driven approach, about 30 times a day, that is a point that has lacked data time and time again. Uh, The mayor is once again talking about seizing gang assets, right? I will press the city council to debate and then pass the victim's justice ordinance. Gangs are violent and dangerous and ruthless. They do not care who they hurt in their quest for money and territory. And we need not seize their cash, but their assets as well. Kelly, the city barely has a clear definition on what a gang is and who the hell is in one. Plus, this strategy has proven ineffective in the past. Gang asset forfeiture quickly becomes civil asset forfeiture, which is really just a nice way of saying getting your shit taken without uh, potentially probable cause. Do you have a sense of why the mayor is so committed to this, you know, suing shot callers plan. 
if this ordinance gets passed, then instantly it's something that you can say, oh, this is a measure I have taken. This is a step we are making. But she said that in her view, this is different from civil forfeiture and that this could make a difference. Now, I don't know that we've seen anything that actually backs that up, but she said that's how she's seen this issue. One quote that stuck out to me amongst many was CPD has to hold themselves accountable for consistently improving. And then she immediately pivoted towards uh, homicide clearance and, and how that's up. There was no mention of police misconduct and shootings, the federal consent decree, million dollar settlements. What does this say when the names mentioned are not, you know, names like Toledo? Like what, what does this say to, to the city of Chicago that, that that part of police accountability is just like left out of this yearly wrap up? I think that it's another one of those things that ultimately kind of damages some people's trust in the police department and in some of our officials to feel like these major, major cases like the killing of Adam Toledo are just being brushed aside. Like they're not that important in the grand scheme of things to some folks. To Mayor Lightfoot's credit. There was a focus around 30 minutes in uh, when she returned to this idea of root causes. The root causes were always poverty and neglect. But we historically always resorted to the blunt and often brutal tools of significant, overwhelming police force and mass arrest. We rarely, if ever, use data-driven, targeted strategies. The focus was not on root causes. And where did we end up? Right back in the same old cycle again. I have a hard time with a person saying we know that people end up in precarious situations because of poverty and neglect while simultaneously calling them an enemy of the state. I don't I don't think empathy and that type of uh, sort of language can really exist side by side. But again, what does the city's investment strategy to address these root causes look like for the 2022 budget? To my ear, there really wasn't any major news on that front. Um, you know, the mayor said that the city is investing a really sizable amount in things like affordable housing, mental health care, you know, more than $1 billion dollars. But all of those investments are things that we had already heard about, things that we already knew about. On one hand, Mayor Lifa said we've tried these strategies before, over-policing, you know, mass arrests. And yet a lot of her strategies sound like over-policing, gang civil, uh, you know, gang asset forfeiture, as well as these large investments with like the South and Southwest Initiative. But overall, did you feel like this speech was any different than what we've heard before? You know, for me, this felt like a speech that I have heard a lot. It felt like a lot of the things that were talked about were just kind of mirroring either what Mayor Lightfoot has said in the past or what other public officials have said in the past, kind of just doubling down on shorter term solutions rather than these long term ones, even while acknowledging it's the long term ones that'll actually create change in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Who left this speech feeling like, Mayor Lightfoot's strategy moving forward um, will address our concerns. I think that Mayor Lightfoot is really trying to walk a fine line here. You know, she gets hammered by the police department. Um, you see how the union feels about her vaccine mandate. They blame her for low morale. They 
say that too much blame is placed on cops when they're trying to do their best. But then she also gets hammered by this other side that says that we need to defund the police department, invest in more community initiatives, things like that. But I don't think either side is that happy with the actions the city's taken. Uh, Well, Kelly, I really appreciate you uh, making time for this conversation. Yeah, thank you for having me. Before I let you go, you know I got a little bit of news for you. The Bulls, who are undefeated since returning to play after a week-long battle with COVID, are expected to take the court tonight against the Toronto Raptors without All-Star Zach Levine, who remains in quarantine. The NHL, on the other hand, postponed tomorrow's scheduled games, including the Hawks' home game. Chicago has officially made it through the fall without any measurable snowfall for the first time on record. If, by December 31st, we still don't have snow, we'll break the record for the longest stretch without seeing snow. This is a record I'm down with breaking. And some good news to get you through. Even though indoor events are canceling left and right, you can still enjoy a night out at the drive-in movie. Pilsen Chi-Town movies have some holiday classics playing today, including Elf, The Muppet Christmas Carol, and of course, Die Hard. For more Chicago stories and events, remember, sign up for our daily newsletter at chicago.citycast.fm. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> the dog said I can hear it. And I'm not a fan of these strategies.